Yesterday, um, or, uh, yesterday lunchtime, I had uh, an opportunity to uh, bless uh, somebody's uh, business. Uh, they had invited me to come by and, and bless uh, they, uh, their factory, um, their family business that they had moved into, um, kind of expanding in a larger space. And, and so it, it was up north uh, around Higgins Road, so I drove up there um, yesterday and got there. And it was, uh, you know, the mom and dad and the kids uh, were prisoners here. And uh, and then all of a sudden there, there was uh, like, you know, all the grandparents and extended family, brothers and sisters and friends. It was a big event, huh, for them. And, uh, and so we gathered and I walked around and blessed everything and um, and then we, we had a meal together. It was really quite, quite marvelous. And, and after I left uh, to get back here, uh, kind of driving in the snow, I was just kind of thinking about uh, that experience. Um, the thought came to me that while I was there, um, it, was a, it was a very peaceful experience. Huh? I'm not sure, quite sure why that is. Uh, and maybe it was just, all right, this family was there, and this was their business, their livelihood, and it was them, and it was their kids, and their extended family. It was their whole life, really. And in their response to whatever it is that's going on in their life was to say, all right, we want the Lord to come and bless this. And, and so it was a, a wonderful, joyful, peaceful family gathering. And they, there, there was a sense of happiness. I think that's what it was. They just seemed happy. Right. Now, life is challenging and difficult, and a lot of things go on in our lives that are, you know, sometimes not happy. Uh, that's just how life is. But to maintain, in the, in the midst of all the changing events and circumstances of our lives, a sense of peace and of happiness. To, to continue to realize that God is blessing us, huh? And we want that blessing to continue. That's what they were doing. And that's kind of what I thought of yesterday as I was you know, driving home in the snow to come back here. That idea of blessedness and happiness. Because I think we all sense it in our world today that there's a, a roughness and a coarseness in a like a sense of uh, unsettledness in people and maybe even anger um, that is there in, in our culture for all of us to see, maybe sometimes even to draw us into it. Huh? And, and I wonder, you know, what is that? Why, why does that seem to be growing? And then what is our response to it? And I would say that our response to maybe a world that has lost sense of blessedness and happiness and peace and contentment, where there is this anxiety and this fear and this worry and this anger and this combativeness, huh? our response to that should be, if we've been blessed, and even in the midst of our difficulties, we can be happy and peaceful, shouldn't we share that with other people? 
and be, be that blessing in their life that they're sorely in need of. Our response to the anger and the combativeness and the unsettledness in the culture is peace and mercy and, and, and a sharing of our blessing that God loves us. I think, I think that's part of it. And, and as I speak about this family, I, sp I speak to you. You're here. And I would say, these are my thoughts. I would say that that blessing and that contentment, that happiness, it starts here. Like that family, I mean, they're here every Sunday and, and, and yet they have made a connection between what we do with this altar or what we do praying together to the rest of their life. They've extended the blessing of this into their life and it provides that peace, that happiness, that contentment and that desire to, to say thank you to God. It's a choice then we make to do what the Lord commands us. It's a choice we make. Why are you here? Lots of different reasons. But ultimately I think we're here and we're called to be here is so that we can experience God's love and delight in us on the seventh day. So those next six days when we go to our factories and our homes and our school and our relationships, we can do it with, with grace and power and, 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 and with the, the, the strength of Christ. And that's what changes combativeness and anger and unsettledness in the culture. We go out and we convert the world to, to the Lord. That's our calling. Now, so we're talking about blessedness and happiness. The word blessed, the Beatitudes, blessed are, poor and all these things. We've heard it a million times. But that word blessedness means happy. But in the, but in, in the Greek term that's used, it means lucky. Lucky. You're lucky if, if, and it sounds like it doesn't make any sense. You're lucky if you're poor, if you mourn, if you're meek, if you're hungry, if you're merciful, if you're clean and peaceable, and if you're persecuted. You are so lucky. You, you are lucky because that is how you get to be happy. That is how you get to be able to be that source of conversion in the world, changing the world into Christ and not the other way around, the world changing us in, into itself. Huh? And I know it's hard. And that's the choice. Because the Lord's not going to make us come here. He's not going to make us receive his love. He's not going to make us worship. But he says, I want you to, and I command you to, but will you? It's your choice. Because if it isn't a choice, it's coercion, and it can't be love, huh? It can't be love. So Jesus goes up on the mountain, and what's he doing? Jesus is going up the mountain, and he sits down, and he teaches. Who else has done that but Moses? Moses went up the mountain, he sat down, and he taught, and he received the law. Israel then received that law, but broke the law. See, God had called Israel to be his child. 
and to go into the world with the law, with blessing, with that love, and to convert the world to, to, to God. Israel was supposed to be the blessing to the world. Instead, the world converted Israel to sin. They went out into the world to, con to convert the world to God, but the world converted Israel to the world. They couldn't do it. They couldn't figure that blessing out. They couldn't figure out how to take God's love and make it a part of every aspect of their life, their money, their fertility, their education, their, their work, their business, their marriages, their kids. They couldn't figure out how to make Jesus or God everything. They couldn't figure it out. And so Jesus now comes and does a Moses part two. All right, Moses went up, sat down, taught, received the law, gave him the law. Now I'm going to go up the mountain, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to teach. But I'm not going to receive the law. I am the law. I am, I am the law fulfilled. And I'm going to take what they had, the law, and I am going to supercharge it, and I'm going to put it into their hearts by grace, and they're going to have that supercharged power and love in their lives so that now they have the strength to go into the world and change it and not to be changed by it. We, brothers and sisters, have grace. We have the power of Jesus, which we receive when we come here so now we can go out in the world and not to be the world, but to change the world into Christ and to witness with joy and peace and happiness and contentment in the midst of all the crazy stuff that goes on out there. Now we can witness. And that, that sense sometimes that we're angry and frustrated and we're combative and we... And it comes out in our speech and what we watch and how we treat people and what we do with all the things in our life that are important to us. Our money, our fertility, our relationships and our marriages and everything. Now we can live with our blessings as an offering to God and everything in our life is about Him. And so now we can be happy. We're blessed. We are lucky. If you look at these Beatitudes, you've seen them a million times. It says, Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the mourn. Blessed are uh, the meek. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Listen to that. Use the word lucky. All right. You're lucky if you're poor. What does that mean? So it means you're lucky. If you're not addicted to material things, you're lucky if you're not addicted to your money and your stuff. You're lucky because you have found a way to live with your stuff as an offering to God. You have let the Lord have it so that that stuff in your life doesn't control you, but rather you use the blessings that you have been given to go out into the world like Israel was supposed to have done and to change the world into Christ. You're lucky. You're lucky. And don't we feel that way when sometimes we got it put together and we realize, yes, thank you, God, and we know how to use our stuff. We're lucky. You're lucky if you mourn. You're sad. What? You're lucky then if you're not addicted to good feelings, to always having to feel good and pleasurable. You're lucky if you figured out a way to realize 
that life sometimes is difficult. It's hard, it's painful, and our response isn't to get combative and yell at people and to treat people poorly. It is to rather say, I'm lucky that I'm not addicted to good feeling. I'm lucky that I can take the hurts and the pain in my life because if I never suffered, I would never love. You cannot love without suffering. You are lucky if you get it. You're lucky if you're meek, which means I'm lucky if I'm not addicted to power and control in my life. Always having to have the last word, always having to, to be the one who decides things, always telling Jesus what he's going to do rather than listening to what the Lord wants me to do. I am lucky if I have given control and power in my life to Christ because now he's going to put that power into me and I'm going to go out and do what he tells me to do. I'm going to be that salt and leaven in the culture and convert the culture into Christ rather than the other way around. We are lucky. And we're lucky if we get persecuted. We're insulted. Which means we're lucky if we're not addicted to praise and to always having to be liked by people. We're lucky if we think more about what God thinks of us than what we uh, care about what other people think of us. Because if all we care about is other people's opinions of us, we are going to water it down and be lukewarm and never challenge the people in our life to be better, to be Christ. Huh? If we are doing our job, people are not going to like us. If we are doing what the Lord commands of us, people are going to persecute us and they're not going to be happy with us. You are lucky if you get to experience that. We're lucky. So we come up the mountain and Jesus is here with us and he sits with us and he's teaching us and he's giving us the law, which he is himself personified. And all we have to do is to decide Am I going to take that law, that love, that fulfillment, that supercharge into my heart and, and be changed and converted so I can be the ultimate blessing that I have intended to be for my wife, my husband, my kids, my family, my friends, my business, my school? Will I say yes? Here's the problem. Because that choice is hard. Because it means it's not about us. It's about him. And am I going to give him control and power in all the things in my life? Am I going to give him my money, fertility, my, my marriage, my kids, my school, my education, my entertainment, my computer, my TV? No. Am I going to give him what I, my music? Everything that's important, I'm going to give it to him so that it can be what it is supposed to be, a blessing. It's not a burden and doesn't cause me stress and anxiety, but rather because I use it the way the Lord intends it, it is now the blessing that helps me to convert and do my job. Finally, these things that Jesus talks about here, blessedness, poverty, meekness, hunger, mercy, purity, peace, persecution. He's talking about himself. 
The Beatitudes is Jesus talking about himself and saying, you're lucky if you figure out how to walk with me and learn from me and receive from me so that you can become me. But you know, all this poverty, meekness, that's what it is. The perfect description, perfect vision of the Beatitudes is Jesus on the cross. And that is the choice that we have to make. Am I going to walk with him? Am I going to receive this gift? Not on my terms, but on his. Well, I say yes. And as you know, if you walk with him, it means you've got to help him carry the cross. If you carry the cross, you're going to get splinters. And splinters are painful. Look at your hands. Look at those splinters. Feel that suffering. Experience that love. And then say to yourself, boy, am I lucky. Amen.